Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. This week we have Burt Kreischer, The Machine. Come on. Come on, come on. And Shane Gillis, Comedy Heavy. I like it. Let's get into it. You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Oh, the machine coming strong. When is that movie out? Do you know? They keep uh, yeah postponing. Postponing because of the war. Maybe. Yeah. Is that what they're saying? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. But his special just came out though. Mm. Was it Razzle Dazzle? It's so good. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Get razzled and dazzled, and then he's got the fully loaded tour coming up. Mm -hmm. Or is he already doing that? It's coming up. Coming up. Said there's eight eight other comedians plus him. Mm. I think he's already doing that. Yeah, I think he's already doing it. The Razzle Dazzle was good. It was very fun. I haven't watched it yet. Dude, he just walks out and rips his shirt open, and the buttons explode, and it's just like, it's so perfect. I've done that on accident before, thinking <laughs> I had a pearly, pearly snap shirt on. <laughs> what an absolute legend this guy is. Yeah, it just it seems like, you know, he he talks a little bit about advice he's been given. You know, Bill Burr gave him some, you know, just about like really leaning into his craft. Joe did also when he was on a bike in what was it, Thailand for his travel show and Joe was high as fuck and just said, "Hey, lean into comedy. Mm. Like you're really good at this." And this show, this show is like taking you away from what you're good at, mm. and and like now, you see Bert go on other shows. He just went on Schultz recently, and he broke down, man, because he's an emotional guy and yeah. beautifully honest and open and just wonderful. And it was like I don't deserve this, and he says it a lot. He said it with Joe. Don't deserve what? This his life now. Mm. It's so good. Joe just said, Joe dismisses that. That's not Joe's style at all. Yes, it's, you know, very fortunate, but you deserve it. This is what you've earned, right? And and you deserve it because people want to watch you. Yeah. So he doesn't even, he doesn't even sit with those thoughts. He's just not good at, at uh, accepting that he's as famous and talented as he is, right? Isn't well, it's, that it? It's, it's kind of soon. You know, it's like recently happened and it happened way later in life. So he had to live a lot longer than Joe did without this sort of fame. fame. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's probably a time where you like do something long enough and it doesn't work out to where you think it's never going to. Mm, Been there. And so you lean into that and that becomes part of your, you know, kind of like ideology as well. And and maybe there was a part of that. But to be honest, he was on a really good show. I think it was Nat Geo, the travel show. Uh, yeah, I didn't see I had oh, didn't see that dude, one. Dude, it was really good. It was a great show. What was that one he I saw the one where he was in the cabin. He like brings his friends up to the cabin. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. 
Thought it was great. Yeah, he did that one, I think, over COVID. Mm-hmm. And that was a funny show. Yeah. Yeah, what do you got for notes here, buddy? I'll well, I'll start off by uh, I thought it was funny. I, Joe mentions this several times how he just likes strong women. Yeah, <laughs> but then they talked about like surprise, like what does Leonardo talk about with twenty year old women that he's dating? That's a good point. <laughs> that was so good. That is a good point. Like, what do you th- do? You think he's just dated so many younger women over the years that he just knows that it's I like. Don't know. He he just puts cartoons on for him and is like, wow, I didn't have kids, so just keep them <laughs> occupied. <laughs> Some Disney Channel. Oh, that would get so old. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's used to it. There I you mean, go. you know, I'm sure he's not dealing with a lot of challenges. Maybe he just though. doesn't want to talk to him. Is he, He's never been married, right? No. Leo? No kids? No. He's just living it. Just yeah. running through the 20-year-olds. Bless him. How long can he keep that up? How long until Forever. it's like, you Leonardo. think, you think yeah. 80-year-old oh, yeah. Leonardo could have a 20-year-old? Absolutely. Okay. Well, I mean, good for him. Yeah, I'm a bit jealous. <laughs> but you're also good for him, and it sounds like a bit maybe he has idea. Maybe he has a lot of other just friends who are women that he can actually have a real conversation with. Who knows? Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe he'll maybe he'll reach out to uh, Bert and Joe and let them know how he does it. It was sad to hear uh, Joe's neighbor when he was talking about um, this place he lived, and in 2008 he had this old neighbor that had basically lost everything in the stock market, and he's out there just kind of like raking this piece of land that he owns, right? Mm-hmm. And it was all his retirement. He's like 70 something. And Joe wondered who he was and just like spent a bit of time with him just to hear. And he can't afford the build on it now because he lost all his money, but he still owns the land. So he's got to like, I guess, take care of it to what? Sell it? I don't know. Maybe. You got to mow a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like we're at another version of that right now, somewhat. Because. You know, I don't know if people are out raking land, but people are struggling to buy houses, you know? Struggling to keep, uh, yeah, money in the bank. Right. That's for show. Yeah. It's like, that makes me think. And, you know, often people have talked to me lately and they're like, oh, this just happens every 10 years or whatever. I'm like, okay, does it? Well, then how do you time a retirement? Because if you're putting all your money into these savings, retirement plans, and then every 10 years, you know, it, like, kind of tanks, you know? When? When do you know? When do you know to be, like, do you have to, like, retire earlier? Do you have to be, like, all right, looks good, I'm out? Can't say I've ever had a 401k. Well, I mean, we're not the people to ask (laughs) for financial advice. But what what I... Will say is that I have one of those mutual fund accounts that you can take money out of when you want to. Mm-hmm. So I just use it as like a auto checking account, auto savings account. Right, it takes out like three hundred bucks a month, and I have dipped into that thing several times in the last ten years, and it's been awesome. It's like I'm about to dip into it right now. I think there's probably only a couple thousand bucks in there right now, but I'm taking it out before the stock market crashes. That's what like we've been hearing. Like within the next few days, I'm taking it out. It's actually a note on my phone right now. Yeah, that's what it, 
kind of highlighted to me. Everybody's taking money out. I guess that's the way. I might, mean, might I haven't put only, any money in, so I don't need to. Yeah, might be the only time I was. I'm happy that I have a Wells Fargo account. I don't know. Mm. Wells Fargo. Yeah, raking his land. What a poor fucking guy. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, Bert talked about viral videos, right? So Bert's been going viral a lot. His videos usually go viral when he's laughing his ass off, <laughs> right? When he's being an absolute buffoon. And and he also talks about how it's kind of, you know, a bummer that more of his videos aren't inspiring because Joe has so many of those. Yeah. He has so many of those, like, rants that people have put music to that are just like, this is how to sort your life out. And then Bert's are, But who gives a fuck? Like... Well, Bert, Bert, he has a different message, a different thing to offer. He's he struggles. I think he even mentioned it that he struggles with that, with you know going back and looking at comments, right, mm. and being on Twitter and not going back and rethinking what he said. And you know he was talking about the Anthony Bourdain, you know, giving Anthony Bourdain shit when he was on a private jet taking photos and said something about it. And yeah, got he felt jealous, out. and now he's on a. Private jet. He realized all the time. he's done the same thing now. Yeah. Well, don't compare yourself yeah. if you can. I mean, I don't know. Joe doesn't take any pictures of himself on private jets and 100% guaranteed he's flying around on private jets. Well, that's just a way to get freaking, what do they call that? There's a term for it. That Bola I can't... status? No, there's a term for it um, when people use like it makes them feel better to talk shit about rich people in a way like virtue signaling right it's like a it's a virtue signal thing yeah it makes sense hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, they talked about a really interesting thing they're doing in England right now where they're doing like drip DMT. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they talked about that towards the end Dude. about how the, these people are going to the same places Right, different people are having very similar experiences and going to very similar places when they trip. Yeah. So instead of like smoking it and blasting yourself in with like three hits, which you know, from all accounts I've heard, is actually a struggle. You know, people back away. You know, it doesn't taste good. Mm. By then, you're like by the third hit, you're already you know kind of really struggling with the reality, and you know. If if you have a tendency to get a little bit scared, you're going to back away from this third hit. However, now it's intravenous, so they just they just load you up. They can hold you there for hours. That's cool. Yeah. And people are like, "Hey, I'm going to a different place each time. I see entities, I communicate with them. What would it take to really legitimize that whole thing. Does someone have to go and say, hey, hey, guys, 
I have to take back something tangible. Teach me something that I could not have known before I went here that is useful in my, like, dimension. You think there's a, like, a, a place for that? Or it's, it's, because otherwise they're just stories. They're just, like, wild stories. I mean, as someone who has experienced dying, I do know that it is a very comforting feeling. And I, I knew pretty much instantly or instant, instantaneously, like while it was happening, I knew that everything was going to be okay. And I knew I was dying. So when I drowned. Mm, talk and about that, that. that. Well, that's the pituitary gland. Like that's what they say is the DMT gland, right? The pituitary gland is like, when you die, you get this hit of or rush of DMT. I haven't really looked into it, but I've heard this many times. And yeah, but you don't remember anything though, right? I remember dying. Okay. Absolutely. So what were you doing? You were like on a river surfing on a bridge, tied to a bridge. I was, no, I was surfing on a wave on a river and the rope that I was using to like stand up on the wave was tied to the shore, like upstream. And then I let go, I fell backwards, let go of the rope. And then the, like it was a wakeboarding rope. So it had a handle on it. And when it, when I fell, the end of the rope got caught on my leg and there was no way I was getting out of it. So I knew instantly like I'm fucked and I knew not to panic. So I just held my breath until I, passed out i was underwater for like eight minutes and the i guess like the the thing i remember most was there was this warm sense of everything's going to be okay it was like this warm blanket um i do remember seeing like bright light but i think that's when i was coming to after cpr so i don't know if that was like while i was drowning after I drowned or when I was coming to, cause my friends gave me CPR and I mm -hmm. came, you know, I survived obviously. So yeah, but I, but I do remember like holding my breath and being like, okay, I guess this is how I die. Damn it. That was a really dumb idea. Why did we tie this rope to the shore? That was dumb. I mean, this sounds dumb. It was dumb. Yeah. And so I was mad at myself. And then I remember thinking, like shoot all my friends are gonna have to pull me out of this river dead and that sucks for them and i felt really bad and then i had this overwhelming uh, sense that everything is going to be totally fine there's nothing to worry about you're okay everything's fine nothing nothing to worry about i wonder if that is the message from the dmt realm maybe well, it's gotta be like it made it definitely made me think that there is an afterlife which I had never really thought about prior to that, other than when I was, you know, indoctrined into the uh, Roman Catholic Church when I was young and I was scared of, of God, which mm. I no longer am. But, you know, it reminded me of that, like, wow, maybe there is something after death. Well, Bert doesn't think you die. Oh, yeah. That's his thing. <laughs> and and I think it bothers Joe because he's like, I can't tell if you really think this or not. But he's like, nah, you don't die. You don't die. And maybe that's a kind of thing. I mean, Duncan Trussell is like that. He's like, no, existence just goes on. 
you just in a different form, you know? Yeah. You just I, move to a different place. I think there's just a different realm that you go to. Um, you know, it's funny, and, and Rogan pointed this out, it's like nobody knows, yet we all think we know, or a lot of people think they know. But nobody knows. Yeah, we, well, we see people die, which is reasonable, and then they never have come back. Never. Not once. No one has come back. So that's a thing Although, that we know. Have we you know s- that. Have you seen, I can't remember if, what it was on, but there was this show that I watched recently, maybe it was on the Discovery Channel, about these kids that their entire life they're someone else. Like their parents have these stories where like, yeah, he was talking about being on this movie set back in, you know, the early 1900s. And oh, like he had reincarnation things? Reincarnation. Yeah. So kids that have always had these stories about the, who they were and like one of them was a movie star. The other one was like a pilot in the war. Right. And he had always been obsessed with planes and remembered, weird. you know, exactly, you know, all these different plane models and things that he would never have known. Sure. That was a trippy show. I don't know what it's called, but it's crazy. One thing Joe says again and again is like, what if we repeat our lives until we get it perfect? Well, that's what Hindus and Buddhists think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then what would you say we are? How far away are we from getting it right? I'm at like 10%, bro. Ten percent useful. I'd like if to I say... think of all my thoughts for the day, <laughs> and I'm just like, "What would the most perfect version of my life be?" I I can't imagine how far I am away. Maybe I'm being hard on myself, but it's not good. It's not like a high. I'm not in like the passing the class grade. Oh, here I mean, at all? No, absolutely not. We we're definitely in the earlier rounds yeah. of enlightenment. <laughs> Basic survival. But, uh, it, dude, it's an interesting concept. And again... <sighs> would you would you be terrified if you heard you had to live it forever until you got it right? And I, and, uh, no. I would like to believe that that progression is like each life, you do get better with it. I don't... Maybe not. Maybe you do... You can go like in the wrong direction as well. Well... But, so I, I'll put it this way. If I'm going to go on the Hinduism route, which is, you know, karma, and you keep doing life over again, you reincarnate until you get it right, until you get to enlightenment. If that is the case, then I would say we're pretty damn high up on the karmic scale because, you know, of where we live, you know, our economic status our friendships, like, that's pretty high up on the karmic level. Like, we haven't, you know, really experienced war, you know, personally. Yep. Yep. So I would say we're doing pretty good if we're going to compare ourselves to that enlightenment stage. I think we're close. I'm not saying I'm close, but if you look at other people's lives compared to ours, we must have done something right in our past life to get to where we are now, if that is actually the case. Yeah, but what does that say for, like, trust fund kids in L.A.? I don't know. Like, are they, like, the, like I can't, I struggle to believe that that's, like, the highest or close to the highest level of survival and I guess I don't, soul-built evolution. I don't want to put it economically, but when you think of karma in a karmic sense of, like, you do one bad thing and another, you know, then a bad thing happens to you, 
I don't think a lot of bad things are happening to us on a daily basis. Right. You know? It's I like, oh, it. we're worried about our bank accounts, okay? Other yeah. than that. But we weren't reincarnated as monkeys. And then yeah, or working ants, down or... the, yeah, exactly. Working down the food chain. No, I like that. That makes sense. But I also think there's so much that we don't know that it's it's just absurd to even try to have a conversation about what happens after life. It's not even worth it. It's just, yeah, it's just like no. try to be I think if you want to delve day. into it, that's what the psychedelics are for, mm-hmm. right? And maybe that's why a DMT trip like that would be useful. Why did you think that Bert thought it was a good idea to try and promote the movie in Russia? That seems like a terrible idea. Because Bert's Bert. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He didn't he yeah, would get didn't arrested. Really explain it. He would get arrested. And if he got arrested, nobody's coming for him. Right? It's not like the basketball player. Like nobody's coming for Bert. No. Maybe Joe. Joe starts a campaign on the pod to get Bert released. But Otherwise, he's on his own. And also, Bert wants to meet Putin. I love that Joe was like, absolutely not. That's a terrible idea. Bad idea. I do not want to. Yeah. There's limits. Yeah, I don't want to meet that guy. I think that I think that sometimes Bert's confidence is is like beautifully alarming. Hmm. Yeah. He would accidentally get himself in a lot of trouble. Maybe he needs some uh, some handlers. Kind well, of steer him away. He sounds take, like that's what Joe is. He's taking TRT, and honestly, I feel like I need to do a testosterone test because I do cry a lot in stupid with stupid things. Like <laughs> really, even when I'm not just hungover, like and, and I'm brutally honest as well. But it just made me think. I was like, huh? Maybe I've just had low testosterone and and Bert talks about how what he pointed out like do I cry a bunch because of estrogen levels <laughs> well he's got some tits <laughs> let's be fair I mean maybe uh, maybe it's hard to say right but it I do I, I appreciated Joe some of Joe's comments like talking about when you're super healthy you get caught up in your own head and you know when human mm-hmm. beings are just it's like when you have nothing really to worry about, you just distract yourself with nonsense all the time. And he's, he talks about this over and over and over. It's like you're scrolling through stupid stuff or, you know, he, he brought up his dad's friend who back in the 80s, you know, or maybe that was, yeah, it must have been in the 80s or late 70s when he was like 11 or 12 years old and his buddy's friend in Gainesville was just so irate about gay marriage it's like, that's kind of what you see these days. It's like people get so upset over the stupidest shit, like purple hair or, you know, a, a you know, someone who, you know, uses a men's bathroom when they were born a woman. Like things like that just make people irate. And it's mm-hmm. like, we're just focusing on such nonsense and getting mad about so many things that we really don't need to focus our energy on. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, even if that's something that, like, does frustrate you, freedom to you, right? You're allowed to be frustrated by it, but it cannot be the most destabilizing thing happening in your life, surely. 
Right. Maybe. Or like people calling out Chris Rock for talking about Jada and, you know, whoever she was having sex with, one of her son's kids or whatever that, whoever it was. Son's kid's friend. Son's kid's friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, not the son's kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd weird. be bad. Chris, Chris Rock <laughs> crushed it on that, by the he way. He crushed it. So, sorry. He crushed it. Sorry to Will Smith. He crushed it. I've always it, been a fan but, of Will, but like, you know, you fucked up. So you gotta, you gotta sit in the fire for a minute and, um, you know, you're gonna do fine. You're super famous. You're super talented. A lot of people like you. You got tons of Instagram followers. You're still gonna make dope movies. You're gonna get through this. Yeah, he's a Wasn't great actor. Wasn't the worst thing ever. Yeah, he's awesome. You'd think he's he awesome. would come out and apologize by now. Has he not done that? I think he kind of did. You really? know, it was like a polit- It was like a politician apology. Mm, I think, from fake. what I remember. No, I just mean that, like, you know, he didn't want to take too much blame. It's just like there's a lot of circumstances, and we all make mistakes. Like, drags everything in. It's one of those. Yeah. But you know, it's okay too. I mean, at the end of the day. He was going to get hammered by Chris Rock either way. Let's jump over to Shane Gillis. This guy. This guy is a comedy legend. He's quickly (laughs) moving himself up through the ranks. Also an absolute savage. Um, It's going to be really interesting to watch how his comedy progresses because he's... He's made such an impact so quickly in the comedy world, and especially being like ostracized from SNL mm. for like podcast conversations that he's had in the past. It almost made him more famous. What did he get ostracized for? Oh, he was like had some rant on a podcast about like maybe gay people or something, mm-hmm. and then after a week or so of being given the SNL spot, they fired him. Mm. Which is like, all right, okay. But yeah, it's a podcast. People say shit. Like, well, he, I mean, he just has a crazy sense of humor. Yeah. That's what makes him funny. Yeah. He's like, what did Joe call a 15 year old with an internet connection? <laughs> I thought that was great. 100%. Clearly, some of the shit that they were looking at, I mean, they, could, they wouldn't even show it. They wouldn't even show the, the, the woman who was, you know, pooping in her house for three days years or whatever oh that was God, i mean unbelievable please unbelievable. let's spend the next 20 minutes no. on that no it was bad how is that a thing <laughs> and how did shane find it well that's <laughs> hilarious but like what what is going on in I, your mind i thought about looking it up and i stopped myself like dude i don't need to see that let's try and get in the head of this not watching right it now. that i mean clearly what could be happening the shit house lady they must have don't had, look it up they must have had toilets don't look it up and she wanted to keep all of her shit in jars yeah in bottles apparently bottles that's what it said so she's got a lot of bottles coming to her house all the time because you got shits every day <laughs> so you got to think about that logistically that's a big commitment and so now all these jars are getting to your house and you got to poop in them you got to poop in jars. It's where did she think it was going to go? Did she want to encourage? Uh, I think a mother did it too. So, oh, so, what did she say? No, for twelve years. Oh my! She was God. eating contaminated food the entire time, and then they came in to try to like stop her from doing it. And she goes, "I've been eating poop for twelve years." But what did she mean eating poop? She's eating her own poop. Well, think about how much feces is all over everything in that house. 
I thought she was putting it in jars. Well, come on, dude. Do you think you're going to make the hit the jar every time? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> can hardly hit the toilet. Bit of spell. <laughs> but get some deep mouth jars at least. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, dude. like the things you make kombucha in. So you want to get those. So weird. My so yeah, God. what else? Let's moving on. No, moving on. no. Moving on. Come on. Sixty-four percent of males. Org. They move on. Dot org. They uh, they've. I can't remember who was on last week. They talked about this. That sixty-four percent of males are single, from eighteen to twenty-nine. Mm. Crazy, crazy then, statistic. But women, it was less. Yeah, but then they also made the point that. You know, maybe the males who are in these relationships don't really consider them relationships, whereas the women do. So right. that could be skewed. The numbers could clearly be skewed, but that seems like a really, really high number. And then they were saying that, you know, a lot of the women who are in the relationships are clearly dating men who are older than 29. So that also skews that number because it was from eighteen to twenty nine was the yeah was the age group. But. Is this is this a thing that's happening? I mean, we already hear about like population collapse, right? As a thing, yeah, right. And there's been like conspiracies about you know, uh, I don't know what they call it, euthanasia, or like just getting rid of people through the ages. Like Hitler did it, the Nazis. Other people have talked about it before. It wasn't even like super unpopular when the Nazis brought it up, to believe it or not. It's like other countries were considering it. They were like, yeah, we don't want they, – they were like trying to like not castrate but um, just stop certain groups of people from having kids. Mm. Obviously, Hitler made it super unpopular because, yeah, he fucked up and did a terrible thing and made it ugly. Yet, here we are, 2023, and people are talking about population collapse. Almost like somehow it was still slid into us, into the society, and we didn't even notice. Well, Because how many people do we know that have got to like 40 and above? They haven't had kids. People aren't looking to have lots. kids. Yeah, they're doing their careers. They've got us all distracted and focused. We got to work. We got to work a lot. We got to make tons of money. Well, for what? Or for we can't our... have kids because the because you know the climate's gonna yeah or like a bunch of stuff know, to scare us. It's too yeah. polluted. All the all the reasons why people are scared. I mean, not to turn it into a conspiracy talk, but it's like somehow it seems like it's happening anyway. It like crept it in. is happening. Uh, yeah. People don't want to, at least, I mean, if you think about just our friends in general, I would say it's about half and half, but the people who do have children are definitely not having more than two. Right. And most of them are having one. There's a lot of single children there yeah. now, which was never a thing, really. Uh -uh. So it's interesting. I mean, it's interesting for my child, who's going to be three in a you know several months, like, what is his age group going to be like that pool of children mm. i don't know yeah bunch our of our class like, is going to be smaller uh, probably not class would be the same size because they're always looking to like maximize funding but right is it going to be a bunch of kids that are you know have no brothers and sisters yeah and then it's those kids it's crazy i mean just thinking about 
you know, Japan where, or was it China? I think both countries are having some population problems and only dudes, not enough women. But in Japan also there was like, wasn't there a two child limit there too? It's different than China, Mm -hmm. but there was a, there's a similar thing happening where there's just not as many young people. I think it's because in Japan, everybody works so hard and it's just work, 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 right? It's this, the status symbol. Like you have to work until you freaking croak. Like these people are working 90 hour weeks and sleeping in their cubicles. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. I mean, we'll see. Doesn't make me want to have another kid. I'll tell you that much right now, but I love that we had one. Okay. (laughs) You did, you did something. Yeah. Yeah, you did something. Got to keep that bloodline going. Yeah, so few people are doing that. And then dating is so hard today, right? So everything is I wouldn't, I wouldn't is know, like, buddy. Well, but it, Shane was talking about it. It would like came up. It's like it's getting more difficult. Yeah. I think eventually, you know, chat GPT, and then they build a robot woman. Yeah, it's going to happen. And then if that robot woman can have... Um, uh, a uterus. Mm, that's weird. Then people will not put the energy in to dating. Kind of crazy. Yeah, robot baby. I think there's something about comfortability too. Like people just don't want to be nagged. I don't know what it is. I mean, there's so many reasons why I was scared to have a child, but it's things you don't even realize until you have a kid that you could just, that are just laughable now. You know, like I was thinking, oh, I don't want to have a kid because, you know, the world's fucked and, you know, this, there's too much pollution. Like that was one of the things I thought about and now it's just laughable. Like to even think that now, I just... I'm so stoked that I have a child now that that does like it's not even doesn't even cross my mind anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's that, but also my point my point is that I think there's a lot of people who just want to be comfortable. They don't want the nuisance of having a kid. They don't want the trouble of having a kid. They don't want to be they don't want the extra added stress of having a child, which I totally understand. But I just think that there's so many people who are so used to being comfortable and not having like hardship in their lives that they're like, fuck it. I just want to be an adult and go out to dinner and have dates and do whatever the fuck I want and not be, not be burdened by a kid. I totally get that. But I think that's part of our culture. It's like started in the eighties, dude. Like, we don't want to be burdened. Things have been easy for people. And I'm not not saying that's wrong. I get it. Yeah, it's okay for them. But that's what's happening in my mind. That's the that's what I'm seeing. It was it's probably like, cocaine. There you cocaine, go. Cocaine, good cocaine came, and people had such a good time. They were like, why did we do the rest of this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 80s coke, baby. 80s coke. I liked how Joe brought up the first... Um, uh, podcast sponsor that he ever had, which was oh, Flesh Fleshlight, mm-hmm. which was Aubrey Marcus's parents. That started I had that? no idea. Is that true? Should I look I it don't, up? I mean, Joe said it. He, yeah. He's not lying. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. I mean, what? What? I mean, I'm sure Aubrey? they made some dough off Dude, of that. I've listened to how many Aubrey podcasts, and I have never heard that. That was fascinating. 
But what a brilliant, like, in a sense, it paved the way for, like, all monetization of podcasts until today. There was nothing like that before. And really, it was Flashlight. And I had no idea Aubrey was in yeah, a neither. part of this. Good and then him. obviously you wanted to, you know, get away from from flashlights and how far have flashlights got, by the way? I, I don't even think I've ever even gone to their website or looked up anything. No, not until right now. I kinda now. want to. Not until right now. Are you now. on there? Are you on there now? I'm I'm looking it up because I the, the beer can one was hilarious. Yeah, that sounded good. That sounded good. Let's go. Let's just jump over there. Real <laughs> I'll fast. jump over. You keep talking. We got time. We got time. Yeah, uh, look it up and look up Flashlight. Ooh. Let's see what the the best one is. Flashlight.com revenue. So Flashlight revenue, it's looking at about 72.5 million in sales. Damn. On their website. Wowzers. So, so let's find out actually where Aubrey plays it's in, the, in. It's in the toys, hobby, and DIY category. Wow. Yeah, that's a big number to make over 50 million in sales every year, year over year. Impressive. Um, yeah, never never checked one out. Great name, though. Are you on the website? Well, I'm trying to find out where Aubrey, like where he plays. Like was he, <laughs> was his family part of it? Or? That's what it said. He said his parents owned it. Was that what it was? That's what Rogan was saying. That's wild. Here. That is something I did. Okay, you keep looking that up, and we'll get to the bottom of this mystery. What an interesting... Can't no wonder he's such one. a hippie. Uh, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they. his parents, his biological mother, and who owns Interactive Life Forms with her husband, Steve Shubin, they are better known as the investors of the Fleshlight. Hmm. So big investors there. And then Aubrey was his like... His father owns it. Okay. Damn. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, what is he, a trust fund kid from, like, masturbation toys? Seems like it, but you got to love Aubrey, though. So Oh, he's a great guy. You know. Great guy. He's not just sitting around doing nothing all day, so kudos to him. Well, he's definitely joked off with those things a few times. <laughs> let's be honest. Bluff. That's uh, good. What a time. I still haven't seen Shane's latest, like, comedy reels. For um, because it was behind a paywall, and I I don't even know where to find it. So we did all those Trump impressions. You ever see any of those Trump skits back in the day? I, yeah, a few. Yeah, brilliant. They're great. Yeah, so He's good. good at it. And the, so they released the second season, which obviously he produced. But uh, like, I I just assume that they'd be released somewhere else. It's not that I don't want to pay to like see him because he's a legend. I want to watch those. I'm sure they're good skits. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't even know what they're behind to even look up, which is a bit of a bummer. Uh, yeah. Behind a paywall, dude. Watch out. Yeah, I know. Not going to find him. Well, you, don't, you never know with those paywalls, bro. <laughs> if it's like you're just paying into another subscription that you forget to cancel. Oh, dude. So many of those. I, oh. I have that problem. Dude, I just I have... had to get rid of stamps.com, which I haven't used in over a year. Dude, don't say that. They might be a sponsor one day. I'm just saying. I'm, they were great when I was using them. But Shopify has, I think Shopify does a better job and it's connected with the website already. So you don't have to use stamps.com. But mm. stamps.com worked great until I had a Shopify site. But. Yeah. What do you think of the, uh, oh, what was it? The, this was towards the end, but they talked about that 
on the Geraldo show, and we've all heard this oh, before. Yeah. Dude, the opium. It's like you the, look at wars and why they're why we go through them and why we do these things and like and our military just, that we pay for is guarding opium right, fields. Which makes total sense. It's like if it's not oil, it's opium. And where does ninety six percent of all heroin slash opium come from? Afghanistan. Well, you know what's interesting about it is like we talk about morals and ethics, right? That's how like politicians speak to us. But really what they did is they got to that country and they realized the people with the most money and power mm -hmm. run these fields. Yeah. And they export it, they do all this. If we don't work with them, they won't give us intel. And probably what happened is the people that ran these fields were like, hey, We'll give you all the intel you want. We'll direct you everywhere you need to go in this country and give you safe passage. But since you have all these guns and shit, why don't you just protect our fields? And it's just this like game of cooperation. Yeah, I don't know. Which really sums up what governments and military do anyway. Well, they, they talked about it in not Shane's pod, but in Bert's pod. Towards the end, that guy who wrote that book, War is a Racket. Oh, yeah. They talked about that, which is similar to what is still happening over yeah. and over and over again. It's like the few people make billions and then everybody else dies. Yeah, and but we just keep hold continually. On, but we have a lot of this. freedom. You just started, right. you, you know, when we were talking earlier on about like our privileged position in the universe, like that's a, a part of it. A part, you that's know? war. What? Of course. That's why we're safe. That's why we have freedom. Mm. You don't think that, okay, so we had a tiny military and we didn't go and do these things in other countries. We'd also still have this life where you get to ski all the time? I guess what I, it's hard to say because we don't have that. It's Yeah, that's like, not happening. But no, we would not have it. We'd be like all other countries that don't get those sorts of freedoms, for sure, because... Okay, well, you're someone from another country. You were born in the UK. Correct. Did they have the same freedoms as we do? Uh, there's more here, way more, yeah. Okay. Yeah, America are, has a lot more freedoms. What, it, what are some of the examples, you think? Well, I mean, freedom of speech. You can get arrested in England for saying more things. Like, they don't even have to be that... Outlandish, but you think you just that's like because different stuff. You think that's because that you think that's because they're not at war with other countries and they're not the strongest. Oh the no, best. no, I mean they're doing okay, but they just have like woke stuff <clears throat> in their culture that's like heavier and it's more uniform. Whereas here, it's like state to state. Yeah, well, I look at it this way: we're still profiting off of war, and until that changes regardless of the freedoms that they want us to think we have because of war, it's fucking bullshit. Oh, no. I, I, dude, I'm not saying it's good. But what I'm saying is what you just said, like, oh, we have these freedoms because we're the strongest and we're the baddest, I think is just a way that we tell each other things so that we think it's okay to be at war. You might be right. Like, that's, that's just propaganda. Yeah. And, Maybe. you know... I'm I'm not a war historian, but it was interesting 
for me to hear about this book that was written in 1935, and this dude was a general in the war, World War I, and he's talking about the exact same things that are continually happening and have happened since then, yeah, only bad. way worse and dude, I way can't more even, money. I begin to read that book. I, I, it was only I, 55 I like pages. It's, it would be so depressing. But he's talking about the same things, like sugar canes. I was, you know, they were in the sugar cane industry, and they're down in South America, like, making sure that Standard Oil gets, you know, X amount of land to do but, X amount of things. But you do realize and, what you just said is we don't, we don't need to go to war to have the freedoms we have. But then you talk about sugar cane and oil, which right. is like, for a long time, sugar was a huge part of our economy. Also, it's oil us. still is. No, no. I mean, it's killing us. Yeah. But it like ran a huge part of our economy. It right. Was like but we got it all at low price. We could <clears throat> export it and sell it to our people here and like keep them alive. I'm not saying these things are good, but yeah. there's a reason we're propped up and we have freedoms that we have, that people can live comfortable lives, and it's to the expense of other people, which is right. bad. But then, if you take a person, and then you say, okay. So here's what we did to give you this life. Are you willing to lose all of your privileges that you have and your comforts for the sake of others? I think we would want to believe that we would do that, right? Because of atrocities over time. Yeah. But generally, like so many people are just fucking struggling to exist. It's like, yeah, I know. It's a tough one. Well, I mean, we could, I could go on and on about this, but what I, what I do believe is that we have the capabilities and the knowledge to have free energy and cars that do not run on gasoline. So all these wars are just bullshit that really, 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 really rich people started hundreds of years ago and are continually doing to stay at power because they can so conspiracy.org it's not a conspiracy dude not a conspiracy they are so scared because they know that it's possible to live without oil and to live without you know (sighs) well to live without these companies right that would be bad for them of course like if individual if like every household had their own chickens had their own garden like oh, they're we, so, so we didn't scared even of buy that. food. Yeah. And then we have like solar panels and stuff. So like we can yeah, we can get your internet, but we really don't need you for anything else. Right. Right? We're only going to come to you when we need something. Like that would be a very difficult group of people for a government to control, for sure. I mean, and look- they like have their own local schools and most of the parents are like around all the time because they don't have to go to jobs constantly mm. like nine to five or work in a warehouse or whatever. Right. They're just there with their kids, like raising them how they want to with the values that they want. Right. Yeah. It would be real difficult for them. Joe talks about that all the time. Is like, what if we just had this creative economy or this... this? I love that. Like we had all the energy... And we had enough money to do the things we wanted to do all day long. How much more would we actually, you know, be a part of something better or 
you know, not be worried about all the stupid shit that we worry about all the time because we don't need the next best thing. He talks about that with iPhones all the time. Like if we weren't inclined some, for whatever reason, you know, humans want the bigger, better thing. If we didn't think that way, what would we actually become? And would it be a utopia? I don't know. But we sure as hell wouldn't be thinking that progress means the next best iPhone two years from now. Yeah. So dumb. Which is so dumb. So dumb. <sighs> well, Crazy. God bless it. There we go. We got into it again on the JRE. <laughs> JRE. Well, thanks, guys, as always, for listening. Uh, Shane Gillis, Bert Kreischer, playing at the Comedy Mothership. Mm. Probably the newest and greatest comedy club in the world right now. So I would good. say, I'll throw that out there. Get tickets when they're available. They're selling out fast. We love you guys. Talk to you next week. Peace.